Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am presenting this podcast on Sunday, the 29th of October in the year 2023 from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And we have just finished an eclipse. That was yesterday. And this lunar eclipse uh, was <laughs> no less energetic than the one before it. Um, I have to say that one of the things I've been telling people this week is that normally, normally, when we have two eclipses, which we normally do, two, sometimes three, but there's always two, that we get one that's really knocks your socks off, and the other one usually is a little milder. And I have to say that this was not the case this time. Both of them wanted to knock your socks off. <laughs> and it was it was complicated. Another complicated week. I, you know, I I haven't felt like myself since all of this began. And I sound like myself. You know, here I am. I'm presenting my podcast. I'm doing my astrology. It just doesn't feel like... Uh, I'm my usual relaxed normal self because I'm combating all sorts of energies. And I wrote about it on Instagram on Tuesday and perhaps you saw that, but it's really about learning how to hold this energy and to let it process and to work with it and to not deny it. You have to feel it. You have to feel it. When these things come to us, we have to feel them. We can't discard them, shut them out, send them aside, numb ourselves with various things, um, it has been complicated. So I have to say the week before the first eclipse was complicated. The week after the first eclipse, which was last, those two weeks ago, that was complicated. And this past week has been complicated. So, and, and that's my nice word. Complicated is my nice word for saying sometimes it felt deeply chaotic and profoundly frustrating, frustrating. I had some very frustrating days this week. Thursday was particularly frustrating. And it was it was hard, you know. Um, and if I'm saying that and I understand these energies and I work with them all the time, then I have to believe it's been hard for other people too. And, and so I said something else on Instagram this week, which a, a couple of people said to me, um, which is that they feel that this is the end of an era. And my one friend said, this is the end of an era. She said this last Tuesday. And then I had another friend say to me on Friday, this is the end of the era. I can feel it. I can feel the end of an era. And yes, it is the end of an era. And if I had to pinpoint that astrologically, I would attribute that to Pluto getting ready to go into Aquarius for all in, and for the significant amount of next year. And while that's not till January and it's still October, um, I feel like we are really heading straight forward, forward towards that. And that is something important to consider in all of this because it turned around right before the first eclipse. It went direct and that's it. Once it goes direct, it's headed to where it's going next and, and it's another sign, you know. And we are now in a position to see more transformative energies, certainly in the world and in ourselves. And I, as I explained on Instagram on Tuesday, I pick up on everything. I sense everything. I feel everything. And so this is 
something that I have to contend with on a regular basis. I've got lots of tools and techniques and things for dealing with this. And also for determining what's mine and what belongs to the collective unconscious. But this is the way it is. Lots of, lots of deep energies going on right now. And, you know, profoundly so. So yesterday was the full moon, the lunar eclipse. And I have to say, you know, it was with Jupiter. It came close to Jupiter. Once we got through this week and Friday, halfway through the day, I had a real energetic breakthrough and complete shift. So I felt so much better on Friday afternoon. And then yesterday, it just made yesterday that much easier. And I think that was the whole energy going towards Jupiter, you know, um, and it, there's no guarantee of when you're going to feel these things, right? So it doesn't always occur right at the moment of the eclipse or right at the moment the moon is joining Jupiter. Mine came on Friday for whatever reason. And, you know, that's up to you and your chart and your consciousness and your mindset and what you needed at that time. But I definitely felt the abundance of the universe and it shifted everything for me. So I feel so much better than I did. And so I'm glad that this energy period is winding down. You know, we're still in the eclipse energy, but it's winding down and that's that's a good thing. As I have been talking, I am offering something called Creation Immersion, which I offered when I gave my Eclipse Masterclass uh, before the first eclipse. So if you're interested in working with me on your content and learning how to present your contact content and workshopping that with me, I'm doing this in mid-November. It's going to be four days, possibly more, based on what we need and who shows up and how many of us there are and, you know, what the projects are. So I would love to have you join me and it is available on my website. It's 333 and it is going to start November 14th. So I really would love for you to join me. It's thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, and you can see Creation Immersion as one of the options to purchase. And my Eclipse Masterclass is still available, and I had people, you know, still interested in it, people asking me about it in these last weeks. So even after the first eclipse and all, people were still interested. So it's very viable, especially since eclipses never go away. We're going to have another couple of eclipses in six months. So understanding the energy of the time is going to be um, with us for a little while, and we may still be feeling these eclipses for, you know, a little short time because, you know, the eclipse period does not leave us until we have the next lunation. So we can start to live our life again and we're out of the eclipse corridor, but the full energy of the eclipses will leave on November 13th when we have the new moon at 20 degrees of Scorpio, okay? So right now, let's end this month of October, which we have today, tomorrow, and Tuesday, and then we start a new month, which I cannot believe <laughs> the second to last month of the year is upon us. It's muy rápido, as we say in Costa Rica, muy rápido. And so today, as I had mentioned last week, Mercury and Mars were together, 10.22 a.m. Eastern Time, and they were really uh, opposing Jupiter 
throughout yesterday and today along with the eclipse, right? Um, which was conjunct Jupiter. And so Mars and Mercury are very direct thoughts, very direct answers, very strong, uh, confident thoughts, ideas, and really putting together something that is um, perhaps a new idea, a new project, fresh starts. Mars likes to initiate. So when it's with Mercury, it may have a lot to say. It will it may be initiating some new things. So I talked about this a lot last week because it was opposing the eclipse and which was conjunct Jupiter and it was also opposing Jupiter. So this is something that we this is something that we're going to be feeling and like big ideas, big initiations because everything is opposing Jupiter, right? So, and also, you know, a sense of feeling abundant in some way. So maybe we have an abundance of ideas or an abundance of confident energy. And I said not to get overconfident, right? So some of the aspects this week are bringing us to the next stage of the eclipse, like the sun opposite Jupiter on Friday the 3rd. So the sun was part of the eclipse because it's always the sun and the moon, but the moon moves faster. So it got to Jupiter very quickly yesterday. And then the sun won't really oppose Jupiter from Scorpio to Taurus till Friday the 3rd. And if, depending on where you are, if you're in the Eastern time zone, that's the sun opposite Jupiter at 1.02 a.m. If you're in Europe, it'll definitely be Friday in, in the earlier part of the morning. If you're in my time zone, it's going to be 11 p.m. on Thursday night. And so that sun opposite Jupiter really reminds us a little bit of this eclipse energy and you know, some intensity. Sun opposite Jupiter is actually very good. It's an opposition, but it's still, you know, the sun is in Scorpio and that's always a, a penetrative, assertive, strong, resilient energy opposite that Jupiter, which is always about fortune and abundance and expansion and sometimes overindulgence. So, but my feeling is the big big one of this week is that Saturn is going direct. And Saturn really didn't have a whole lot to do with the eclipse particularly, but Saturn will go direct on Saturday the 4th. And it will do that at 3.03 a.m. Eastern time. And if you live in the Pacific hemisphere, you'll get that right after midnight, 12.03 a.m. on Saturday the 4th. And so that experience of Saturn going direct is the next planet to go direct after Pluto went direct. So we had Pluto go direct, the eclipses come, then Saturn goes direct, sort of a bracketing of, of the eclipses. Saturn goes direct. And Saturn's at zero Pisces. And it went all the way back to the beginning of where it started back in March. And it's going to keep moving forward to continue through Pisces. So this is sort of like going back to March a little bit. But I have to say, this is a good thing. We want the planets to go forward from retrograde. We're not going to be retreading where we've been since March anymore. So once we get to Saturday, the 4th of November, we're going to start looking at the structures we've been working with since March um, 
where we've been and how we can let all this go and move forward. Saturn going direct is always a relief. I always feel that it's some sort of relief. It's it's the structure planet. It's the planet of discipline and responsibility and duty and hard work and the planet that really helps us take responsibility. And when you've got something like Pisces, where Saturn is, that's elusive. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily always want to take responsibility. So it's good Saturn's helping us clean up, clean up. It's a collective consciousness energy as well, Pisces. So Saturn's helping us clean that up and clean up anywhere where there's leaky boundaries because Pisces all about like flow and water and water being, you know, dissolving and eroding and Saturn coming in and saying, you know what? We need to tighten up the leaks. We need to we need to clear up where the water leaks are. If you have water leaks in your house, you want to clean those up. You want to call the plumber. <laughs> you want to tighten the faucet. And in feng shui, we always put like a little red thread around the elbow under the sink so that, you know, it, it brings prosperity and it helps the flow. So the flow is good. We like the flow, but Saturn is here to help us where the boundarylessness of Pisces is. And Saturn comes in and creates boundaries where there may be needed boundaries, you know, where we might need them. So going direct is good. Now we're moving forward. After this comes Neptune, and then there's Mercury retrograde, and then there's Jupiter before the end of the year. So this is this is good. We're going to get into Neptune in weeks from now, but the first and next step is Saturn. And I always feel better when these things start going direct because then we feel like we're going direct. We're moving forward. It doesn't mean we can't get anything done when something is retrograde. It just means we have to retread places. And that's what we've been doing all these months. And that's what we're going to do more of until Saturn comes out of its shadow, right? So it went or it went retrograde at seven degrees. So we've got a little ways before that happens, and that's into next year. And what do we do when Saturn goes direct? Well, other than like celebrate, we we just become aware of any messages or anything. Remember, I always think of them sort of coming out of hiding, coming out of their restful spot where they've been sort of contemplating things and stepping forward. Now, I also did a masterclass back in March called Saturn and Pisces, Pluto and Aquarius, and that is also available on my, through my website, goldenastrologer.com, book online, and that talks all about Saturn and Pisces and where you have it in your chart. So where do you have it and what to expect? So if you know where Pisces is in your astrological chart, this is a really good time to take a look at where Saturn is affecting you and how that feels. So we want to pay attention to our feelings, our emotions, and resume the good we were doing in that area of our chart, whatever good work we were doing. So for example, maybe you were looking for a new job or a new vocation, Saturn's in your 10th house. So just as an example, so you know, my, my masterclass is available for that, but, but also I, if you know your chart, look at it, see where Saturn's going direct. What is it doing for you? What can you expect? 
where are things set to move forward? You know, if you are looking for a new career, for example, and Saturn's about to go direct in your 10th house, well then yeah, you know, maybe you feel like you were stuck up until now. And sometimes Saturn makes us feel a little stuck. And I think that it's it's always a planet of climbing, you know, like Capricorns, like goats climb hills, you know, they're very agile to climb the hill, they can climb at steep angles. And so Saturn is a climber. And so when we work with Saturn, what are we trying to achieve? Saturn loves achievement, accomplishments, tasks that are completed. And so we can check that off our list. So what is Saturn presenting for you? And where is it? Where is zero Pisces in your chart? And what have you been doing all year to sort of collect that energy and move forward? And what's been really present for you? Like, where are you really trying to move forward? And that's a very strong push forward now with Saturn. So think about that. Feel into it. It's always important to feel into these things and see what epiphanies occur for you as Saturn moves forward. Because this is, this is what happens when a planet moves forward. It's like, oh, okay. Maybe you won't feel it the day of. Maybe in the days after or the week after you'll feel it. But just be aware that this is what we're getting on Saturday the 4th. Saturn is moving forward. So that's a good thing. And then on Friday, so I mentioned the sun is opposing Jupiter. But then Venus is opposing Neptune. And Venus is you know, the sort of the lower octave, Neptune is the higher octave of vision, of love, of unconditional love, of beauty. But Venus is in Virgo and Neptune is in Pisces. And Venus doesn't love being in Virgo, but Neptune does love being in Pisces. And they also show us about boundaries because in our relationships, again, this is an opposition one-to-one, the person sitting across the table from you, that's an an awareness of where we need to possibly clean up some boundaries. Now we've got Saturn in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces. And where this is all sort of coming at the same time, which I think is very interesting. It's no accident. Venus is relationships. Venus is money. Venus is love life. Venus is, you know, friendships. When we go with Venus opposite Neptune, we're looking at where, again, leaky boundaries may be. Where are you cleaning things up? Where do people possibly step over the line with you? Where do things get out of hand and you lose track of them? And that's where Venus and Neptune can be, especially with other people. And, you know, when we're in relationships, when we're in relationships with people, you know, we go, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, it's okay. And then, you know, Saturn, as it's going direct, is going to make us very keenly aware of how the boundaries need to be intact. And Venus and Neptune are going to bring them to our attention as well. So I think this is another, remember a few weeks back, I talked about boundaries. We're, we're in another boundary zone this next weekend, because I really think, you know, Venus and Neptune's like, oh, you know, there's no boundaries between we're buddies we're best friends I lend you this you lend me that we can we can just exchange things you understand me we have empathy for one another that's all great except there has to be some sort of line and that's where Saturn comes in so 
as we're looking at Saturn going direct, and you're going to feel this if you feel that boundaries have been blurred or broken or disrespected, you're going to probably see this just as clearly on Friday as you do on Saturday. It's not like we're skipping a day here. We've got Venus and Neptune opposite each other. Venus and Neptune raises our awareness, so does Saturn, about where boundaries can be tightened up and where we don't want boundaries to be loose. So look at that very carefully. Chances are each and every one of us has got something where we can, you know, turn up the volume on the boundaries. And, you know, and in our relationships with other people, this is also asking you to be very keenly aware. This is Friday. This is Friday, 6.06 p.m. Eastern time that Venus and Neptune are going to oppose. That could easily be a Friday night out where you meet people and you're hanging out and it's like boundaries are loose. Please be aware of this or at least just take a moment to think about it <laughs> because that could be one of those, you know, slip ups in, in many things. And Neptune is also about addiction. Neptune can be about addiction and not always, but it can be about addiction and and also healing and healing addiction. So you want to look at any of those things because Venus and Virgo is very clean. Venus and Virgo wants the house clean. Venus and Virgo wants, you know, the, the diet clean. So that could be something also that you're looking at with Venus opposite Neptune. This could really be something where I've got to clean up my diet. And that's where Saturn comes in and says, okay, let's do it. Let's clean up the diet, throw out the sugars, throw out the this and the that, you know, there could be plenty of places where you feel like you want to change things, shift things around. So be aware of this as we move through the next weekend. And then again on Saturday, we have Mercury opposite Uranus. So next weekend is chock full of big aspects that require our attention. Now Mercury is in Scorpio and Uranus is in Taurus. And this is a very interesting dynamic because Mercury in Scorpio likes to penetrate to the depth of things, the depth of information, the depth of matters. And Mercury opposite Uranus is very insightful. It's intuitive. It's an aha moment. It's an epiphany. It's anything that shakes up our thinking. Mercury in Scorpio is fixed doesn't want its thinking, you know, shaken up. It wants its thinking to remain as it is, but Uranus can't help itself. And when they go head to head next Saturday at 12.07 p.m. Eastern time, they are going to bring some awareness. Now, this is more awareness with Venus opposite Neptune and Saturn going direct. Mercury and Uranus are like, wow, you know what? I do need to clean up boundaries. That's like, that's the information part. Or Mercury and Uranus are like, I've got a great new idea and I'm going to implement it. And so these are things that require a bit of attention. Again, Mercury can be very sarcastic in Scorpio, very wisecracking. And it can be very, very sharp-tongued. So just be aware of that, okay? And especially with Uranus, somebody may say something to you out of the blue that you're like, wow, that was amazing. They hit right to the core of something. This is, this is really powerful. Or, wow, 
How could they say that to me? Oh my God, what a nasty thing to say out of nowhere. How could someone criticize me like that? Wow, ouch. You know, it can go either way. And it depends, again, on your chart <laughs> and what you've got going on. Um, I have a very nice relationship between Mercury and Uranus in my chart, which gives me good power of thinking and analysis and stuff, which is also another thing that we can use Mercury and Uranus for analysis and, and astrology and, and numbers and science. So those things are really useful um, in the Mercury Uranus sense. But when we start to, you know, interact with people, because remember, oppositions are always us and them, we have to really be conscious and aware of what we're saying to other people. So you don't want to be the one saying, why don't you this or why don't you that? And the other person saying, oh, how could they say that to me? What a nasty thing to say. You want to be consciously aware of how you're talking to people, okay? And your mind might be a little fast, a little in overdrive, but that's okay. Go for a walk, do some journaling, do some meditation. That will always calm a Mercury Uranus mind-bending experience, okay? So... That's next weekend. Between Friday and Saturday of next weekend, we're going to have a lot of activity. You know, there's the Sun Jupiter, there's the Venus Neptune, there's Saturn going direct, there's Mercury opposite Uranus. So it's not another eclipse. I can actually feel the energies calming down from the eclipses. This is a different energy. I think emotional energy that gets raised while we're in eclipse periods is much more high strung and and emotional freak out oriented this is this what we're moving into is maybe a little more intellect but also feeling because of the venus and neptune so we feel into it we think about it and we work with that energy okay all of those things can be really enlightening next weekend. Remember that. It's not like, oh, no, I'm going to hide. No, no, no. Venus and Neptune can bring you incredible artistic inspiration. You can do something really beautiful with that. Um, Mercury Uranus can be really, like, I know how to, like, take my business out on the road. Um, I, I know how to strategize about what the next step in my life is. You know, lots of good thoughts can come of that. And, you know, Saturn moving direct is always a good thing. In the early part of the week, we have, on Halloween, we have Venus trine Uranus. So Venus in Virgo and Uranus in Taurus are making a very nice relationship. So this is actually really good. And remember, we had Venus and Jupiter trying not so long ago, but we have some really good energy between Venus and Uranus. And that's good because Venus is the love planet again, the finance planet, the planet of creativity in the arts. And there again, with um, relationship to Uranus and Taurus can be a very profound aha moment with your own creativity, with creative thinking, creative ways around uh, your life and solutions for your life. So this is, you know, we're moving into what I think is a better week and, and uh, just an easier energy. And we may have some eclipse hangovers as we go through this week. But otherwise, my instincts are feeling like 
we're moving into a different time, the aftermath of all of that. And now we're going to get back to our creative projects and our offers that we're putting out into the world. And it feels like we're releasing and letting go of all this tension that has been with us for the last three weeks. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> and I am grateful for all of you for listening. So this is the Golden Astrologer podcast, and I welcome you to listen every week. I'm here every week. I do this on Sunday. And I'm on Instagram putting out some astrology info, and especially now also about my expansion mentorship. If you're interested in working with me for three months, six months, 12 months, I welcome you into my world where we can work one-on-one -on -one and we do life together. I've been putting a lot of that out on my Instagram. If you are interested and you want to know more about it, you can write to me, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. My Instagram is also thegoldenastrologer, and I welcome one and all. Then there is my masterclass that is about eclipses. If you'd still like to purchase it, it's called The Energetics of Eclipses. You can still get that. It's always good to have. It's handy. It's only $33. You can contact me about that. And there's my new creation immersion, which I'm very excited about in November. So welcome one and all to that and working on your projects with you and helping them come alive. Love to do that. And we are working on a new month. And in Costa Rica, the month of November starts off with, you know, the Day of the Dead. We have All Saints Day on Wednesday and, and Thursday. These are days that we honor the ancestors. And so these are very important times because our ancestors are were here before us. Without them, we wouldn't be here. And also, our ancestors gave us a lot of good things. So it's great to have gratitude for our ancestors. But then there's also things that we carry of theirs that are not necessary anymore. And ancestral healing is a really wonderful thing for people to do. I do some of that as well, if you're interested. But just be aware of your ancestral work because there's lots to be grateful for, lots. But then there's also stuff that, you know, ancestors lived through wars that we didn't live through. Ancestors lived through famines that we didn't live through. They lived through, it was a different time in history. And so there are things now, yes, we have wars, but there are different dynamics going on than when our ancestors live in different mindsets. So we don't want to carry so much of that with us. So be aware of that as we go through these days and thank your ancestors for everything and release all that is not necessary. We are in Scorpio season and Scorpio season is always good for clearing out the old and transforming. Thank you so much for listening. Blessings to one and all. Have a beautiful week. Happy Halloween. Happy beginning of November. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all.